1: Jurassic World Minute, where we visit Jurassic World one minute a time. Stop by the Innovation Centre where you can dig for fossils and experience the cataclysmic... Cataclysmic... the Cataclysmic... Catastrophic event that led to the demise of the dinosaurs. I'm Brad. I'm Dave. And today we had to discuss Minute 10 of Jurassic World, and I should leave that in.
2: <laughs>
1: David, uh, we uh, head on into the uh, Innovation Centre this week, or on this minute, and... Uh, over at Jurassic Pedia we've got a ride-up there, Bicycle Claw on the Innovation Centre itself. Some of the uh, exhibits that are inside that we see here. And uh, that wonderful statue of John Hammond, which sadly we don't see enough of.
0: No, no, yeah. That was... I remember them tweeting that out after Richard Attenborough um, died during the production of Jurassic World. And it was just like, well... At least we know where we're actually gonna get some kind of reference to Hammond in the movie,
1: you know. Was it um was it the statue here of him holding the cane, or was it one in the gardens holding the the or the baby gallimimus?
0: It was the one in the garden. Yeah, I mean, I'm sorry. The, I'm sorry. The one no, the one here that that we see um actually uh that they tweeted out. It was the bronze statue, and it was just a low shot, and all you see is the of him holding the cane and his actual, his actual face. Ah, oh, okay.
1: Well, this would be, with, uh, Hammond, the Hammond statue here and the painting we get in Fallen Kingdom, His um, he's at least referenced by name in every single movie. Mm-hmm. Um, we get Grant, um saying what Hammond done on uh, Jurassic Park and all that, the speech at the lecture of theatre there and yeah, here with the statue and then the painting in the next film, so the grandfather of Jurassic Park lives through all the sequels, we'll see what they do <laughs> for Dominion <laughs> Yeah. but uh, yeah, a bit of, bit of a up here on the, one of the displays in the uh, Innovation Centre as well, we'll we're going to talk a lot more of it when we uh, get into the minute now because it has there's some issues with what's going on in this building, but uh, mm. for uh, Innovation Center, all that and more, head over to drasticpedia.com for uh, all the info.
2: Where did and you some... get
0: that? Oh, this I got it on eBay. Yeah, yeah. it's pretty amazing. I got it for one hundred and fifty dollars, but the mint condition one goes for three. Didn't occur e- to you? Maybe that's in poor taste. The shirt? Y- yeah, no, it did. I understand people died; it was terrible. But that first park was legit. You know, I have a lot of respect for it. They didn't need these genetic hybrids. They just needed dinosaurs, real dinosaurs. That's okay, kind of enough. Okay, don't wear it again. Uh, yeah, boys
1: gonna. David, ready to get into minute 10. Yep.
2: As we enter minute nine of Jurassic World, the two boys had made it to the Innovation Center and had pushed the big doors open to reveal the interior. As we enter on minute 10, the boys walk into the building as a recorded voice says welcome to the Innovation Center where technology meets prehistory. A large hologram of an apatosaur trumpets in the middle of the building. At the 13 second mark, we cut to some kids playing in a sand pit, brushing away dirt from dinosaur bones. At the 23 second mark, a video display shows a massive comet hitting the earth, amazing all the kids that are watching on. Throughout the building, kids, seem pretty amazed by the dinosaurs and what they're seeing. At the 35 second mark, Grey runs up to a DNA kiosk and starts pushing buttons. The four main elements of life come up on the glass display, followed by an image of an old friend, Mr. DNA. At the 48 second mark, Claire yells out, Grey, is that you? From on the staircase behind them. And they turn around and finally meet. And as the minute ends, Gray gives Claire a big hug, overwhelming her a little bit. She says, oh, you're so sweet.
1: As the glass doors slide open, we get that same recorded voice we heard back at the uh, uh, the ferry terminal saying, welcome to the Innovation Centre, where technology meets prehistory. It's sort of funny, here, as the boys are walking in behind them, uh, Zara's on her phone, doesn't realise the doors are about to close on her. Instead of stopping, she tries to uh, sneak through the doors just as they close, which... Could be another little hint here that Zara's just in the background. I don't think she mm-hmm. spoke, except for asking if Grey can slow down back at the Hilton. We haven't really got a lot from her here, and there is a lot of um, subplot for her that was cut or uh, just not put in the film that I suppose we can get to a little bit later too, um,
2: mm-hmm.
1: with the whole planning the the wedding and bachelor party and all that sort of stuff. But I like on these glass doors here, it's got that what you'd see a DNA pattern to look like um, mm-hmm. with the, the, the different lines, different thickness lines. Mm-hmm. And as we said before, for the Innovation Centre stuff, you can see here the, uh, the Hammond Creation Lab sign on the far far side of the building and uh, the great man himself there, immortalised in bronze. As they enter here too, they got the, uh, the big hologram of the Apatosaurus, which turns and walks mm-hmm. towards them. And I wonder if it's sort of a preset program here when people walk into the building the uh the hologram whatever it is turns as sort of like a welcoming gesture to the building.
0: I don't know because I mean for one what, what how the hologram seems to work is that it's a projection based on which dinosaur you pick on the um info selection that's in the corner here on the right side in front of Zara. And on the other hand, though, I mean, you'd imagine it'd probably be easier to have just a pre-recording and the fact that their arrival here at, at, um, in front of it just, just happens to be a coincidence. But later on, when we see, I think it's Charlie, no, it's Delta, when she, um, when Gray presses the Dilophosaurus button and the Dilophosaurus projection props up, it opens its uh. It opens its uh, flaps the skin. I forget. It's frill. Frill. i was <laughs> <laughs> forgetting what that was. It opens its frill and it uh, does its attack pose at Delta, which makes her kind of back off for yeah. a second. Until so she's like, wait a second, that's not really there.
1: Yeah, it It's probably just comes down to production, the filmmaking, having as you like, as you said, that the officer open or the hologram come up pointing exactly where it needs to here we're entering this building and sort of taking in the wonder of it. Here's this dinosaur or hologram of dinosaur that's just come up and um, it is also coming in the direction of the, uh, the terminal that the little girl just activated so it, it is coming in this general di- direction as well so it, it might be just coincidence. Um, but we can see here a lot more of the interior space as well. The spiral staircases on the left and right they sort of just go up to a higher like a third story platform and just stops. There's no there doesn't seem to be any internal structure of the cone of the innovation Mm -hmm. center itself, um, which, yeah, but there might be just to get you at a a very convenient biting height and the being at eye level with some of the larger dinosaurs, but. Mm
0: -hmm. Well, at the same time, it's one, it is a tropical island, so it doesn't need any insulation. And two, I mean, you do see these gigantic girders and framework bending inward on the inside of the building with the, Whatever material that is that they have on the outside, uh, interlaced with the glass windows, mm. so it is a structure. It's basically just a shell, and because it never gets cold there, it never needs to be insulated or anything. You
1: know? Yeah, yep. Um. But it's also interesting too. Here we've got the pterosaur, and we're going to get the Parasolophus office in a in a moment. Um,
2: mm-hmm.
1: Sort of going for the herbivores, you'd think you'd wonder if they have. Well, we know from the Dolph saw that there are carnivores in the program to come up. I wonder how how much of a um, a callback to Jurassic Park would have been if we had the T Rex here to show. Sort of in the original, we just had the skeleton in the lobby, and now we've got the actual <laughs> T Rex sitting there. It'd or be... even
0: the T Rex doing the classic uh, roar pose. Or perhaps that'd be a bit too much.
1: Yeah, you know? yeah, because we can get to it later. I mean, the T Rex, we we don't get a lot from our, apart from that final battle, and it's a shame. Such a pivotal no, character. No, we
0: don't. The focus of the, both this movie and Fallen Kingdom really are mostly on Blue and the Raptors. You know.
1: Yeah. Yep.
0: But we do get a. a I can't remember if it's from the movie or if it's a production shot of the animals that are available on that hollow, hollow, holographic uh, selection there. And there's quite a few interesting ones, and it's interesting even further because T-Rex is available as one of them, but it's the male T-Rex that's is the image on it. On oh. There. <laughs> it's the Jurassic Park 3 maquette. It's, a, it's just a shot of the maquette there Okay, on the innovation layout.
1: I wonder if they're just, um, just using past assets we sort of seen uh, mm-hmm. even in lost world where we had some of crashes art going on those terminals in the in the rv on island just um reusing some of the assets they had and then even the art itself mm-hmm. being on on roland's um field notes there the the paper
0: well jurassic world kind of had a tr- not it wouldn't say troubled but it kind of had a bit of an issue with the production because I know the viral site, used, I'm not sure if they got permission or if they actually stole it, but it used a ton, a ton of already established paleo art. And if you look around some of the images on the um, various um, screens here, you can see a Jurassic Park 3 Velociraptor, the male raptor maquette. There's a Papo Velociraptor here, a couple generic images of dinosaur skulls, and... Some people's art, some look like they're just dino graphics that had been uh, drawn up as concept art and they just stuck it on the plate there. But other ones, I mean, you can actually see, I'm trying to find some photos here of it now (laughs) in my archives here. But you can see that it was actually people's art. It was well-known paleo artist's art. And I do know that also they did get some permission with, say – uh, Julius Castagni, where he, and I completely apologize if I butcher his name there, (laughs) where he did supply a bunch of concept art for the viral side as well, which is, I know one of the major complaints with Baryonyx, where they basically dropped us. They showed us, Oh, here's Julius Castagni, but then they gave us dino crack from sci-fi.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Also looking at, so just lastly on the interior here as well, um, you actually, a couple weeks ago, posted a photo up or shared a photo with me of um, sort of an aerial view of the Innovation Centre in the area, mm-hmm. a great, great look down at that water park and what that would have been like. <laughs> a lot of fun slides and water slides and all that there, the uh, the, the gondola system that sort of runs away from it, possibly the mm-hmm. petting zoo, um, the, the the staff um, accommodations we mentioned before. Yeah. Um, I wonder if it's an incomplete shot, because up in the far top left, and I'll post this photo on the uh, the Facebook page, um, it looks like the the CG mm-hmm. stops, the field just stops in a black line. I don't know if that's just the shot or what.
0: Oh, I think it... I, yeah, I just pulled the image up here. I think it is because, I mean, it's interesting because, like, mm-hmm. I, I think the original full shots, the full frames, showed a... um, It was just the CGI plate there. It wasn't actually anything completed. It was just basically completed enough for the frame of what we get in the movie
1: you know mm-hmm. yep
0: yep and interesting though we talked last week about those bungalows that we saw behind t-rex kingdom there and in front of the um the helipad there and uh, apparently i think it was was it, i think it was jack Ewens who mentioned on twitter or maybe instagram i can't remember now but he said that those were supposed to, those were private um bungalows for visitors that they wanted a if they wanted a more private um more expensive basically experience
2: yeah they're yeah.
0: the exclusive like you know how disney i'm not sure if you know but disney world has these um treehouse lodges that you are able to look at and or stay in and i guess that was kind of the equivalent here
1: yeah yeah you want to get away from if you want to get away from the the, the big crowds in the hilton it's um, mm-hmm. built there for the mass population where here you got the little, the bungalows, the quietest, the smaller stuff, mm-hmm. um, apartments. It's, it's more it's... in the jungle, it's more out of the way, it's probably less noisy mm-hmm. and all that.
0: And the interesting thing here is, in this scene, everything here on this first floor is practical. Every screen, every shot, every button, everything here is actually in the movie. It's everything, it's, everything else was supplied by a green screen, but the DNA double helix there. Everything is is practical, not the holographic projection, of course, but everything but everything physical in the building is is actually physically there.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure I got photos on my computer of um of yeah, just the inside structure and those massive windows and all that. that's green screen mm-hmm. going up mm-hmm. into the ceiling. But, uh, but it's interesting too on this this exterior photo, sort of the elevation difference between Innovation Center and the control room and that that building up there just how far they'd have to drop down in the tunnels to get the Innovation Centre and that but um, you mentioned T-Rex Kingdom, we're going to talk about that later because it's just, this here sort of starts the whole uh, real real location not matching the CG environments that we see later
2: um, mm-hmm.
1: and we see it there of T-Rex Kingdom just the two or three large trees in the amphitheater section and a nice little call back to JP San Diego I think with the uh, Jurassic Park gates as the main entrance there but We'll talk about that later. The innovation center itself—it's you've got the uh, the wings on the front of it, but then the whole base is pretty much circular and doesn't extend out much wider diameter-wise than what the bottom of the cone is. So everything we've seen in innovation center is ground floor, and mm-hmm. there's not much to it. Um, we know on the other side there's the uh, monorail station that uh, sort of goes out to the other uh, left side of it, but. Behind it, you just got the grass, open grassy sections with the paths and lighting, and that through there. So it's it seems a bit weird whether or not there's an underground level, or if there's more there's more to it than what we actually see here.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, especially the lab stuff. I don't know where the labs are at all.
0: Well, like I said, it makes me wonder if there's more actually underground, than and the above ground is kind of just a a kind of show, and then you go underground and you see, you see, there with the rest of what's actually there,
1: you know. Yeah, and I'll have to keep an eye out later on when we start going to the labs and that, um, whether or not there's any windows, um, mm-hmm. that sort of open out, even if they're just, um, blurry images in the background, but we'll, uh, we'll have to keep an eye on that as we go through, but, uh, moving on here we get a bit of a montage with some of the activities in the uh, Innovation Centre itself um, some kids, kids eagerly uh, scraping away at, uh, I can only guess it's a sandstone block or something that um, they're able to scrape away some of the bones here mm-hmm. um, there's a girl yeah. there's a girl working on a claw here that sort of looks like a raptor claw but I don't think it's curved enough and especially as we zoom out and see the size of the skeleton itself it's definitely not a raptor it's, it must be a small carnivore of some sort
0: mm-hmm i yeah i don't think we ever really get a good shot of what it is i'm always see is like the rib cage and some bones yeah i will say most kids do not have the patience for this most, kid, <laughs> most kids wouldn't be there with a little puffer puffing at the bones they'd just be trying to yank them out of the rock
1: yeah <laughs> i just wonder how practical you see how many kids are running around and there's there's probably half a dozen Eight or nine kids here on various sections um mm-hmm. digging. Has this just does it get reset every night? Do they wheel it out and bring in a fresh one, or has this been going for a few months? Because we see the tails pretty much fully exposed mm-hmm. um, and intact. So I wonder if they just come in and sweep up all the rubble <laughs> on the ground each night, and the next day the kids come back and and um gonna have another go at it, but interesting on the uh, the big TVs in the background too, it's got um, um, Discover Dinosaurs paleontology defines the future so a little hint there that maybe um, paleontology is still a thing and it is still important in a Jurassic world Mm -hmm. Um, we also get uh, cut to a couple screens here, kids are looking at the the meteor impact of the uh, the big one. Um, I do like at the same time they're watching that and sort of you get the mm-hmm. glare of the red on their on their faces as um, the impact happens and the, the hologram of the apatosaur in the background turns and walks away. <laughs> it's like mm-hmm. it's seeing its own demise. Um,
0: and yeah, speaking of that, going back to that, the holoscape that we see here, I found the picture that has the dinosaurs where you see everybody in there from the website and it's kind of weird because, I mean, yeah, you do have the regular dinosaurs, Parasaurolophus, Velociraptor, Pachycephalosaurus, T-Rex, and then you get some other weird uh, non-dinosaurs, like it looks like you got Plesiosaurus here,
2: huh.
0: and Allioramus, and it looks like, uh, look, just judging on the silhouette, dinosaurs that we've heard about, but we haven't seen actually on the island, or we have, but just not in the first movie here, like, um, Baryonyx, Brachiosaurus, Comsognathus, and, um, what was the other one I was looking at here? Oh, oh never mind. But it's <laughs> kind of weird because not all of the images actually match up with the names, so it's kind of like, okay, nobody actually expects us, anybody to see a close-up of the holoscape. So it was just, so like, a Apatosaurus has, I think, a, um, generic, um... Oh no no, I'm sorry. I read the wrong. this said Mantisaurus. I'm oh, not mine. I'm sorry.
2: <laughs>
0: Spinosaurus is another one that's come, pops up on the hall escape.
1: Well, we, we 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 do see here like throughout the film little stuff that you really need to be paying attention to, and um, probably stuff that the filmmaker the production didn't think mm-hmm. people would see so in so much finer detail, but. We're going to get that in a couple of minutes' of time with with the maps and that we get in the control room as well. But, um, hmm. but uh, over the, over the voiceover as the impact hits, um, we hear that it's a uh, hundred trillion tons of TNT, which I don't think we can recreate that with a nuke. <laughs> that's um, that's a world killer, <laughs> something like that. <laughs>
0: um, well, it technically was.
1: Yeah. yeah. Yep. I and mean, we get wiped
0: a- out. Uh, what, what was it? Eighty-five percent of the population of every animal on Earth.
1: Yeah. Yep. Um, we get a um, we get a shot here of a big holographic globe too, which um, showing different CG species of animals um, on different continents, and the voiceover is talking about the ankylosaurus swinging its dangerous tail um, as we see mm-hmm. them sort of. It looks like on the uh, around India. Before it split off there, but sort of freeze frame here too. As we see them, the little girl looking at the, at the um, ankylosauruses, There's a photo, like a kid's drawn a dinosaur on the back wall, which is really weird. It's got a like a dolphin tail. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't know. I know in the um, in the Jurassic Reading World, exhibit, on yeah, yeah, you could <laughs> you could do that on the Jurassic World the expedition. So uh, yeah. So that's. Well, probably... I think
0: about that, would... But what it is is that you can submit your photo your artwork basically and I know I do know a lot of museums that do do this and they can project it up onto a screen or something
1: yeah. you know yeah. but that's when we cut to Gray running through the building um, again something is populated, and he's not running into people but he runs straight up to a console with, uh, with DNA on it and it looks at um, a sort of raptor skull comes up here again with the holograms and um,
2: mm-hmm.
1: And starts touching the screen. Uh, I'm going to mess these up uh, cytosine, guan- guanine, ad- ad- adrene, and phy- phymine. <laughs> I had to look at the novel to get them because um, the way I spelt them going off him was completely different. But the, uh, the four same things that are in everything that ever lived, um, mm-hmm. which is your classic uh, DNA sequence that you see. Um, and here, as he's touching the screen, you can see sort of the, the bonds and. All that uh DNA stuff there, and as and then we get the uh the cameo of Mr. DNA as uh, as Zach joins him and sort of says, uh, don't wander off, mum's not paying me for babysitting, which uh, I'm pretty sure that's what Zara's for, but uh yeah the the more important thing here Mr. DNA I wonder if that was an asset left over from Ingen that they've decided to reuse here
0: it's not but the fun but fun fact i believe it's Trevoro who actually did the voice i mean we don't really hear what he says but we do but we can kind of hear a voice of him talking and Trevorrow Trevoro said that he was the he did the voice for it
1: did he say he tried to mimic richard kyle or was he just um
0: i think he i wasn't richard kyle It was another guy with a texas accent oh okay i don't know who but yeah he did say he tried to mimic that that accent
1: it does come across like, you can hear it. In the little the little bit of dialogue we get, but sort of it's it's a bit of a sign here, and we're going to get bored of it uh, later in the control room too of just how much um, InGen was involved here, sort of progressing mm-hmm. Jurassic Park into this. It, I know it's there completely for fan service, but the fact that we got Mr DNA here um, again talking about the DNA stuff, and now he's uh, a school teacher teaching the kids all about DNA. And sort of in the background, as he's looking at this stuff too, you can sort of see Claire starting to come down the stairs.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, before behind him on the phone, and that's when she calls out, "Graves, at you!" And he turns and replies, "Aren't Claire?" And she starts down the stairs, still on her phone. And as the minute ends, uh, Grave runs up and hugs her, and it's a bit awkward, but uh, she's been overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. She's like, Oh, "How sweet." And it just makes you wonder how much physical contact she actually has on the island. <laughs>
0: probably not a lot. I mean, considering that she probably works with professionals all day. I mean, I don't think they do a lot of hugging. Mm.
1: And we're going to learn next minute too. She hasn't seen the kids for seven years, so I'm sure it's in. I'm sure it's in the uh, the Claire novel, a bit about a backstory and how much she's uh, focusing on work and all the all that sort of stuff. So. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing there's information there about her parents and all that, but again, how much time she goes home to visit or all that sort of stuff when she's busy here running the park. Um, but that's uh, that's uh, the film, what we get on film for, minute ten. Uh, over looking at the novel, we get a little bit of difference here. Uh, the Innovation Centre is described as a visitor centre, which I thought was weird. Um, mm-hmm. There's a T-Rex skeleton stuck in amber above the hall and the monorail um, station or monorail slices through the opening space above them, so it actually comes through that uh, that cone. Which,
2: mm-hmm.
1: as you're saying earlier, sort of tropics um, having sort of that open roof sort of makes sense there a bit too. But uh, on a 3D display, a character named Mr DNA explains the park's invisible fence system. With our new with our new invisible fence technology, the dinosaurs can stay in designated areas without bars or cages. And that's when we see an animated stegosaur approaching a red line. A light around its neck flashes, and it stops and backs off. So, Mr. DNA, they're not there to talk about DNA at all. <laughs> they're there to talk about the invisible fences, which uh, we'll get later in the control room scene. But uh, in the novel, that control room scene's not in there, so mm-hmm. that's probably why it's here.
0: I don't think I would have liked the look of the of the monorail slicing like right through the top of the innovation center. So I am glad that it was changed to move to the side of it where the station is off to the side. And I also like that they kind of, um, move to what we get here with the montage here. And they don't have just Mr. DNA explaining everything like he did back in the first movie, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, again, we're still seeing operational park. They're showing us pieces in montage form just to sort of get, Mm -hmm. get us, get us from one, one point to the next. Um, I can't recall. Is it? Have you ever seen any concept art of that monorail sourcing through the Innovation Center? I can't recall if there's...
0: There's like, plenty of concept art out there of the monorail, I mean, of the Innovation Center lobby here, but I've never seen any where the monorail is going through it. I'd have to look through mm-hmm. what I've got and see, because I remember the Innovation Center being some of the first concept art that we ever got, and it was that kind of, Weird those weird floaty lines that we got going through the thing.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah. And of course this whole minute we've been calling it the Innovation Center. It is supposed to be called the Samsung Innovation Center, but
2: um, mm-hmm.
1: I don't we don't see any signs up for the Samsung sponsorship at all, do we?
0: We do, it's at the very front of the building, but it's kind of underneath the eave of the
2: oh, of the
1: okay.
0: front door, so you don't really notice it a lot. Whereas you see the innovation center more because it's more lit up because it's underneath it.
1: Okay. Um, also here, lastly, too, the the display area, the the um attraction, <laughs> the 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 thing Gray runs up to. It's called uh, a brief history of neopaleontology, which um, I don't know why Mister I'd be talking about invisible fences on something called <laughs> neopaleontology, but but yeah, that's uh. That's minute 10, I think we've uh, covered that pretty well, Dave. Ready mm-hmm. to air few for the day? Sure. All right.